you, but I feel pretty good. <laughs> like kind of like a, oh. kind of one of those feelings. You, you may never know. Honestly, you may never know, unless the Lord shows you one day when you're with Him in heaven. You may never know what's going on in times like this. I guarantee it's a whole lot more than we think. And um, I could give you, you know, 10,000 words, or you could have one touch from God. And if you're smart, take the touch. going to share a little bit. Not for very long, actually. But think, think about this. We, we do this all the time in kingdom training. Our school ministry. Our school ministry is, is five hours long a day. And, and many times we'll have waves of something like this going on. And then, guess what? We get up and we teach some more, and then, boom, here comes another wave. It, it really works. It's, it's okay. But I'm just, because sometimes people think, oh no, if, sometimes we don't know how, can we actually stop and actually say something, is that okay? Yeah, sure it is. If, I'll tell you why I think it's okay, because, uh, because, because earlier when I was preparing this, the, I, I, I was deeply moved in a way I haven't been moved in a long, long time. And the things that came up today that are some of what's in this message are um, totally orchestrated by the Lord. It was a total setup. Um, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share a little bit. Love protects. What I, want to, what I want to start out with is this. What you just received, even if you don't know what it is, the Lord still says, give it away. You receive the love, you give it away. You receive the grace, you give it away. You receive the power, the blessing, you go give it away. That's the kingdom. That's the kingdom. And uh, as you're giving this love away, we, we, what you received here, I'm telling you this, the battle against us, Israel, but God is much greater still, much greater still. And part of the battle is even just wearing us down in how we're relating to each other and relating to the people that we love, but sometimes we can't stand them even though we love them or we don't want to be around them. And God says, I've got a plan for that. So just bear with me. I'm going to move through this pretty quick. John 13, 34 and 35 says this. Jesus says, I give you a new commandment. I want you to love one another. Now, interestingly, that's actually not a new command at all. It was in Leviticus, among other places. But here's the new part. You must love one another just as I have loved you. Ooh, that raised the bar there a bit. 
That just made it impossible. <laughs> Apart from the Spirit of God living in you. It's by your love for one another that everyone will recognize you as my disciples. He didn't even say the power or the miracles, though that is absolutely supposed to be part of your life. That's a normal, a normative part of the Christian life, to walk in power. But he didn't say it's the power it's gonna, that's going to convince them. He said it's the love. That's how they're going to know. Galatians 5, 13 and 14. After all, beloved, you were called to be free. Were you not? You are free. But what are you going to do with it? Do not use your freedom as an opening for self-indulgence, meaning doing whatever you want. Because you're going to hurt people. You're going to hurt yourself and you're going to hurt others. But he said, instead, be servants to one another in love. Since the whole law is summarized in the one commandment, you must love your neighbor as yourself. So there's a key. You actually can't love people the way you're supposed to unless you really love yourself. You cannot love yourself unless you're convinced of the Lord's heart for you. It's not possible. If you're still in that place of, of saying, God, God doesn't really love me. I'm, I'm, I'm just that child he's putting up with. If you actually believe that, you're not receiving his love. And you actually can't love others unless you receive it for yourself. That's why we talk about this so much in here. Because once I... I can't convince you of anything, but once the Holy Spirit through me convinces you of how loved you are, no one can stop you. I'm serious. We've got a room full of lovers here who are going and rocking the world like candy going to Mozambique. Or Gina going next door. You can't be stopped when you're full of the love of Christ. You cannot be stopped. Galatians 5.15. What's the crocodile doing up there? If you go on snapping at one another and tearing one another to pieces, take care because you're going to be eaten up by one another. We're only killing ourselves when we're when we're tearing up each other. We're, it's it's worse than shooting ourselves in the foot. We are just one body, so we're doing that. But it's worse than that. We're we're tearing we're tearing ourselves apart any time we criticize, tear down each other. We're just we're just tearing ourselves to pieces. And Paul says, "Watch out. Be careful what you're doing." So here's Revelation 12, 12, 10. Why? Where's that coming from when we, when we start laying into each other? Well, I'll tell you where it comes from. It says, now our God has won the victory, Yahoo. Now God has displayed his power and his sovereignty and the authority of his Messiah because the accuser of our fellow believers who accused them night and day in the presence of God has been hurled out of heaven. That's the good news. God said, you don't have my heart. You're tearing people down. You're accusing people night and day. That's not part of what heaven is. 
But when we begin to accuse one another, we're actually agreeing with the enemy. There's a better way. There's a much better way. So what's God's plan look like? Here's a picture of God's plan. Put the volume up. I'm going to go back again. Do you have volume? Tell me when you're ready. I'll hold off. We good? not worried about potential dangers, the world can be a far less threatening place. There you go. That's God's plan. You know, it even says that in the scriptures. It talks about, you know, the different animals, lion, the, the, you know, the one we talk about, the lion and the lamb, and the, the, the different animals that are together. That's the way it is in heaven. Guess what? We're all a bunch of really different animals. Aren't we? Aren't we? We're as varied as those animals in that picture. And God's saying, I know because I made you that way. I made you really different. That's one of the reasons why we rub each other, because we're different. But God says, can you see my glory in each other? Can you see me in one another? Can, can you look past the things that irritate you and look in and say, wow, that's someone made in the image of God just like me. I'm telling you, when we can begin to celebrate each other, nobody is going to stop us. Nobody. So we have to choose the higher path of love. It is a choice. Love is absolutely a choice. So the question is, what are you going to do with it? First Corinthians 13, before I read this, I'm only going to read these next four verses up here, verses 4 to 8 in First Corinthians 13 passage that most of you have heard a lot of times in your life. But I first want to share a story with you. About three or four years ago, I we were in a, a retreat with uh, a bunch of leaders from Blazing Fire. And we were in a deep place of worship. And in that place of worship, I actually uh, experienced a vision. And I was taken to heaven. And I saw Jesus. And I saw a whole bunch of people around him worshiping. And I was part of it, worshiping him. But then he turned and he looked right at me. And, you know, first you're part of the crowd, and all of a sudden, no, it was just me and him, just like that. And I'll tell you, my first reaction was was actually one of feeling um, inadequate, feeling, knowing that he could see my stuff. And... My response was, and I and I literally in that in that room, I got down on my knees and I, you know, bowed down to him and I laid my crown down at his feet, which is actually a really right thing to do. But he came over to me and he lifted me up and he put the crown back on my head. He put it on me and he said, "Son, rise up." Rise up. Know who you are. Rise up, son. Rise up. This is who you are. I see I see who you are. I see the you that I made. 
that point, I turned back to the worshiping people, and it's like everything had shifted inside of me. It's hard, to, really hard to explain in words, but everything had shifted. Nothing was the same. And as he took me to 1 Corinthians 13, specifically in the William Barclay translation, I had it there that day, and I began to, to share these next verses with this group, and I couldn't, I couldn't get out more than one phrase at a time before weeping. And then I would have to collect myself for quite a while, you know, try to get some breath back and say the next little phrase before I just started bawling again. I couldn't help that. It was a holy, holy moment. And uh, I bet you it took me 10 minutes just to get through those, these few phrases. But this is, just, just take these in. Love is patient. Love is kind. There's kindness in love. There's kindness in what you do. There's no envy in love. It's no longer about if that person got something from God. Even the story I just shared. God, how come I don't get visions? No, just celebrate each other. God's going to give you yours. He's going to give you in a good way yours. The things that he has for you, they're coming and coming and coming. One wave after another, after another, they are coming. So celebrate each other. No, no comparisons, no jealousy. Celebrate each other. There's no proud claims. I hope you all know how awesome you are in Christ. You have to know that. But it's also equally important to know it's, it's all Him. It's absolutely all Him. But you are awesome. It's both. There's no proud claims. There's no conceit. The next verse, verse five. I'm just going to read one. Of the, I'm going to read this, and I'm actually not going to explain it. I just want to pause between each one of these and let the Holy Spirit take it deeper for you. Love never does the graceless thing. Love never insists. tell you what, offense will kill you. It really will. It will literally, it will literally make you sick when we hold on to offense. Every single person in this room has had injustice done to you. The Lord knows it. And He's healing you. But on your end, love, love does not nurse the wrath to keep it warm. You don't, you don't keep that rage burning or the injustice burning because all it does is tear you up. It's not what love does. Verse 6. Love finds nothing to be glad about when, some, when someone goes wrong, but it's glad when the truth is glad. So even if 
there's a part in your heart sometimes when somebody else wrongs you and you want them to get theirs. You want justice done to them. That's not love. God says, you know what? I have a way of working all things out. Just let me take care of this. But too often in the body of Christ, I don't know why this is. It, it actually goes back to an earlier one we read about love isn't jealousy. But too often in the body of Christ, when we are jealous over certain ones and they fall, there's actually something in our hearts that rejoices in that sometimes. And that's just not love. That's not love at all. Because I, I, you've heard me say this before, but everybody's victory is one another's. You want each other to be victorious. You want each other to make it. This should be the, the, the most encouraging, loving place on the earth. Every time we get together, you can do it. Go for it. You're awesome. Keep going. Don't quit. You're amazing. That's what we need to hear over and over again to keep going. Next verse. Verse 7. Love always protects. It always protects. See, there's things that you could do to expose or, you know, or, or to say about people. You, you just don't need to. Is there ever a time to say something? Of course there is. We talked about this at school on Friday. Absolutely. If someone does something to you that hurts you, that's not safe for you, you actually need to tell them that. How else would they know? So just tell them, when you did that, it made me feel this way. I didn't feel good. Okay, that's totally legitimate. Is there ever a time to go to leadership? Yeah. If you have gone to that person and there's still something you can't work out, but guess what we're going to do? You come to me and say, I got something, you know, somebody did so-and-so. I'm going to take you by the hand, and we're going to go over there together and go work it out. Because that's the way of the kingdom. In extreme cases, I do understand in extreme cases of abuse, where it's extremely unsafe, that's, that's not really an option. But honestly, you guys, 99% of the time, that's not the case. We just don't want to go. I don't want to. But love always protects. So a lot of times, simply, when if you feel wrong, simply just ask the Lord, what, which of my buttons got pushed? What is this, why is this doing this to me? He's got some things he'll teach you if, it, if you don't just make it all about the other person. He'll actually start healing your heart. And then what you're going to find out when you release that person, a lot of times you have no need to go to them because God took care of it in your heart. Done. It's a done deal. Love's first instinct is to believe in people. Your first instinct. I believe in you. You can do it. I believe the best about you. That's, that's covenant love. I'm believing the best about you. You know where the enemy tries to work in our minds? You know, we, we hear something, we, whatever. We start to work these things up in our mind. We go through these conversations. We, we work all kinds of things in our mind that have never even happened yet. We work it all up into a frizzy, you know, a tizzy, whatever. And a frizzy tizzy. And, and we, don't, we don't need to go there, if, especially if you will just assume, wait a minute, I know that person. I know they I know they love me. I know they're in it for my best. I'm not going to assume the worst. You know how many heartaches and sleepless nights that would save you? Love never regards anyone or anything as hopeless. That's awesome. Never regards anything or anyone as hopeless. Sometimes we say, well, that person, they, they've just lost it so much. They've made so many mistakes. That's it. 
I'm, I'm done with them. Well, you know what? God's not. If, he, if, if God just kind of us, wrote us off at a certain point, we'd all be in trouble, wouldn't we? Thank you, Jesus. He has not done that for anyone in this room. Nothing can happen that can break love's spirit. That's a whole lot like nothing can separate you from the love of God. And what did he say? The way I love you, I want you to love each other. He says to you, nothing can separate my love for you. He says to us, live that way. Nothing can separate love. And the last verse, love never fails. That's love. That's that's the way we're called to live. So, you can't give away what you don't have. Right? So, where are you going to get this kind of love? And I know everybody in the room knows the answer to this. Because we've been worshiping Him. We've been agreeing with His heart for us. But just in case, just in case you need another dose, because I do. I cried over this today. I did. So, be encouraged one more time. This is His heart for you. This is where you're going to get it. in your heart, the insecurities. Sure, you failed, made some bad choices, but you've had some shining moments too. And guess what? I still love you. who I am, no matter what you do or how hard you try, I couldn't love you more than I do right now. 
still be right here, just like I am right now, loving you. I love you. That's extremely good news. I don't know about you, but I don't get tired of hearing it. He loves you because you're his. For no other reason. You are officially off of the performance treadmill. That's not the game you're playing anymore. You're accepted, you're wanted, you're treasured, you're his. And that's the way it is. Now, this may seem a little like unusual. We just talked about the Father's love, and the next thing you see is a picture of Jesus on the cross. But as you know, the two are are linked inseparably. God forbid, Paul says, that I should boast about anything except the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, that cross by which the world has been made crucified to me and I to the world. Here, here you're going to see the two linked together, the Father's love and Jesus. This is the revelation of God's love for us, that God sent his only son into the world that we might have life through him. The wonder of love is not that we love God, but that he loved us enough to send his son to remove the barrier that our sins had erected between us So the cross is the proof. It's the proof. Romans 5 says he didn't wait for us to get our acts together, but he died while we were still sinners. It's the ultimate love. It's the ultimate sacrifice. See, a lot of times we want to love each other based upon what we do for one another, based upon how we've been. And God says, well, I didn't do that for you. I I set the stage. I, I took the first step. In fact, I put it all out on the line for you. I didn't hold back. Do you know how risky that was? He didn't hold anything back, not knowing what the response was going to be. And as you know, all of people in history have a, have a choice to say yes or no to this extreme love of Jesus, expressed through Jesus. And you know what? Some people do say no. But he took that risk of loving anyway. So this next, uh, I have one more um, uh, video to show you. This is about the love of Christ Jesus.
of you, Jesus, and your willingness to say yes, to take our place on the cross. We give you this praise. Because of you, Jesus, we know what true love is.
the Lamb who was slain. Worthy is the Lamb who was slain. Worthy is the Lamb who was slain to receive all the glory, all the praises, all the honor, all the riches. Jesus is the Lamb. And Father, you did something that we just that, w- that you knew would make no sense to our minds but something that we could not deny we could not deny your love for us and tonight God our love is that God our love is that and yet it's a love you put right inside that I was going to show you, but I don't want to stop where we are right here. This, the verses was all about that, that this love that we have for one another was really the Father's plan from the beginning. It's what He has in mind. And so I just want to ask you, you know, as God touches our hearts, as He touches our hearts, we have a choice to respond. actually to repent, which means we turn away from things that aren't who we are and go back to who we are. And so I just want to leave you in something. If you, you're more than welcome if you want to come up and just sit or lay on the altar or just kneel where you are or whatever you want to do, but I want to leave you through something as we're closing this out. of you, we are forgiven, we are washed, we are cleansed. Even the things we are turning from, we're already forgiven for them. Those things will never separate us from the Father ever. But Lord, we we choose to love with the love you've given us to love with. We choose that. We choose to release offense. And so, Holy Spirit, if there, we need your help to do this. And so, asking if there are some people that we need to release, forgive, that we need to ask for your love for, would you bring those people to mind? And I, I believe some of you have already been thinking about some of these people. And as I said before to you, if someone's extremely unsafe, that's really not what this is about. This is about releasing them forgiving them about asking for God's eyes to see them the way he does and so Lord we we're just saying to you um, that we're sorry for the times we've forgotten who we are for the times when we have lost hope in people when we've when we have chosen to withhold love when we've chosen to um, hold on to offense 
not who we are. And so now, Lord, with these people that you brought to mind, to choose to forgive. To choose to forgive. And go ahead and just, just forgive them by name, even under your breath, but just even just say even by name, so I'm sorry. just like I forgive you. As Jesus has held nothing against me, so now I choose to hold nothing against you. And I'm telling you, for some of you, I will tell you, forgiveness is quite possibly the most powerful tool the Lord has ever put in your toolbox to use. It is quite possibly the most overlooked, powerful tool you have. I can't tell you how many times I've ministered to somebody, and the moment that they truly forgave, they finally gave up the, the stress and anxiety of holding on to that bitterness for so long. Everything shifted. All of heaven rejoiced. Everything changed. The room was flooded. Give us your eyes. And this, I want you to pray it with your own mouth. Just, but ask him, would you give me your eyes to see this person the way you do? Ask him for it. Let me see what you see. I will actually read the scriptures over you. So my loved ones, if God loved us so sacrificially, surely we should love one another. No one has ever seen God with human eyes. But if we love one another, God truly lives in us. Consequently, God's love has accomplished its mission among us. In Hebrews 10, 24 and 25, let's see we can be in encouraging love and lovely living. Not avoiding worshiping together as some do, but spurring each other on, especially as you see the good day approaching. And I want to tell you, those of you who the Lord has just walked through something, expect to see something different in these relationships because all of heaven is listening. God's working on things. again, this, this place ought to be the most encouraging, love-filled place that you go to every week. Because honestly, if we, if we and I'm not, I'm not saying if we do this, but I'm saying if when we tear each other down, then really, why would we come here? We, we get that in the world. But we, right here, God's given us his permission 
and he's empowered us to be each other's biggest cheerleaders. And that's what was going on tonight. I want to go back to what happened in the middle, that first wave that came, to say God was doing something. He was touching you. He knows what's been coming against you. And he said, enough. Enough. So expect something different. What Candy said, if, if, what was it? You can believe. If you want to believe it. Anyway, that's okay. You can believe as much as you want to believe. It is by faith we apprehend everything. It is. Believe tonight. Something huge happened tonight. Both in that, in that wave in the middle of the service and also right now. The kingdom is always expanding. You are always changing. You are going from glory to glory to glory to glory to glory. That's the truth. So stay there. Stay in that place of knowing, knowing how good this is. All right? So I, I just want to bless you. I get to bless you. It's my privilege to bless you because I have God's permission to do that and authority to do that. So I bless you in the name of Jesus with all of heaven's blessings poured out over you in abundance, abundantly more than all you could ask for or imagine. It's the Father's good pleasure to give you His kingdom. This is His heart for you. He says to you, and I bless you with this, He says, what I have started, I will finish in you. Oh, He will do it. And we thank you, God. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you. I know there was a bunch, of, a bunch of ministry that took place tonight already. I, I invite you, we're, 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 I'm just going to close it here because I know for some of you actually, if, if God has you in a place, if you're up here on the floor, stay there if you want to stay here for a while. And if you need more encouragement, um, come get some. You know, come, come find, find, some, some, find each other. We're the body of Christ. Find each other and get some encouragement, all right? And give some away. Keep giving the encouragement away.